livingpianos.com. I'm Robert Estrin here. Why is it so hard to start in the middle of a piece? You ever have that situation? Maybe you're practicing and something fumbles and you, you want to start there and you, you try and you go, ah, forget about it. And you just go back to the beginning because it's so hard to start in the middle. Worse yet, you're in the middle of a performance and you have a finger slip or a memory, a moment of memory insecurity and you go, oh my gosh, you're trying to start in the middle, you just can't do it, and you gotta go back to the beginning, you go, oh man, and you feel so terrible, and the audience is fidgeting there, because they already heard you play all that already. So this is a real issue. So, first the why, and then I'm gonna offer you some solutions. It has to do with the way the human mind works. You see, learning things sequentially is much, much easier than random access memory. So, for example, you ever see these memory geniuses who can remember like thousands of digits uh, or hundreds of digits? <laughs> Some of these people are just unbelievable. Or they can remember like countless uh, unrelated items and you wonder, how do they do it? Well, the secret that they use is relating something to something else. So if you had random objects and you wanted to remember them sequentially, the, more, the, cr the first crazy idea that comes in your head, a visual image, can really help. So you want car toaster. So imagine like uh, a toaster with a car popping out of it. That's a really weird image came to my mind. So, so now I have a car and a toaster. Uh, and then you go, now what's the next thing? And then, uh, well, of course I went backwards, really. But uh, car toaster and then um, uh, orange. So now we have uh, the, the, the car and the toaster, and the, uh, the toast is, toaster is popping out uh, an orange. You, you, the more outlandish visual images, and you can do a chain of like, you know, dozens of unrelated things if the visual images are, are so ridiculous that you can't forget them. So the more abstract, but the point I'm making here is the sequential nature of the memory. Now, in school growing up, I learned all kinds of music because my father taught me how to memorize for my first lesson when I was a young child, and I memorized all my music and didn't think anything of it. Well, in school though, oh my gosh, if I had social studies, you had to memorize all these dates and wars and generals and battles, um, all that stuff that, that is like, how, I had no idea how to learn that kind of stuff, right? The sequential nature of learning is so powerful. So then what do you do when you, when you want to start in the middle of a piece? You're so used to going through it all at once, there's a certain amount of motor memory your fingers themselves remember where to go. And once you get off that track, they have no idea where to go anymore. Well, there's a few things you can do to remedy this. Number one, in your practice, whenever there's a problem and you stop to fix it, find the place in the score. I know it's painstaking to do that, but by finding the place in the score and making yourself start there, you will gain that ability to start at that place. And if you had insecurity that time, you know what? You may have insecurity another time, and if you know how to start there, boom, it's a lifesaver. So anytime you have a, a problem, something messes up in your practice, that's an opportunity to solidify and to learn how to start right at that point. So that's a terrific way of solidifying. Now there's more that you can do. You know, practicing incessantly with the music after you've memorized something is really helpful. 
taking the score, looking at it as you play slowly without the pedal, utilizing the metronome where appropriate, and going through and solidifying. Now, one of the best techniques of all, and I've talked about this in the past, and if you've never done it, if you have a piece you've memorized, and it's pretty secure, but you still have issues with it, you wonder, what could you do to make it totally solid, be able to start anywhere? Well, the answer to that is to be able to try to play it without the benefit of playing it on the piano. First, try just playing it on a tabletop. Have the score nearby, so when you get to a point, you go, what note am I playing in the third finger of the right hand? You completely, you find it in the score, you go, ah, oh, go back a little bit and pass that point. I'm sure you can play the whole thing on a tabletop or any surface, play it in your lap if you like. Then the ultimate is being able to play without even the benefit of moving your fingers. Think it all through. Boy, when you can do that, there is a security that comes. That's why, for example, memory problems often happen when you have leaps in music because your fingers have a memory all their own. I talk about that motor or muscle memory. But when you have to jump from one section of the keyboard to another, then you have to be cognitive of where you're jumping to. Now, worse yet is our pieces that have repeated sections in different keys. So we have a sonata, for example, or a sonatina, where in one section you jump from one key to another key, and later the same thing comes back, but it goes to a different place. You have to be very deliberate and study your score to remember first time D, second time A, or whatever it might be, and lock it in your brain and then be present in your performance enough to know, yes, it's the second time I go to A or E, whatever it may be, you have to be able to really have that in the back of your brain, ready, looking down on yourself, so it's not all just automatic pilot. You can't trust finger memory. They will, you know, they're a godsend having that to work with. If I don't think if, if people didn't have that to work with, I don't think that uh, pianists could memorize the massive amounts of music nearly as easily. Now, of course, conductors have to memorize scores, or many of them do. They have to know the scores, and they don't have the benefit of the fingers. Of course, many conductors are pianists, so they may flesh out a lot of it on the keyboard. But for all you pianists out there, take advantage of what you know up here. The sound of the music, the feel of the keys, the visual of the keys, the whole playing experience away from the instrument is awesome. In the meantime, as a first step, make yourself find where you are in the score and start from there. And that's going to help you if you ever mess up in those particular places in performance. I hope this is helpful. Again, I'm Robert Eschen here at livingpianos.com, your online piano resource. Thanks for subscribing. If you like the videos, you can ring the bell. That brings it to in focus to other people on YouTube. See you next time.